I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. We're uh, on the other side of our Mr. Robot Season 2 rewatch with uh, Season 2 Episode Something. Um, You figure it out. Uh, successor, because I, I know we've discussed this like four times now. I don't know what episode it actually is. <laughs> Five, no, six, seven, or eight. Eight. <laughs> I um, think it's actually eight. So, because um, there's the two-parter that's two episodes that's actually episode zero. But they're the yeah, first and two then- episodes. This is a uh, 2.6. So, so it's, six plus those two makes it actually episode eight, right? Because we're counting the the uh, first two episodes and last two episodes as two separate episodes. Although we did record them together, so. Anyway, we're we're getting close to the finale. We've got four more episodes left if you count it as twelve episodes. But we're we're planning to do well. We're planning to have Jess on. We'll see. Uh, we haven't talked to her in a bit. <laughs> she's uh, she's been consumed by the Constantine. So, and plus. Uh, uh, Legends is getting ready to come back in like a week, two weeks, sometime in April, right? Uh, I think it's like in a week or so. Yeah. So they'll be gearing up with their Legends podcast. So, but uh, anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about it. It's funny. We talked in the last episode about how. It was like this, that whole first part of the second season is one story. And it really is. Because, like, this episode, like, kickstarts all of this other stuff that has nothing to do with the prison stuff. Yeah, I love the name, uh, Successor. Um, Yeah. It fits for Darlene. Um who I, I think this episode proves is probably more disturbed than Elliot. Uh, yeah, I forgot about the story about. Um, yeah, that that's why kind of why they chose not just Susan Jacobs because of who she was, but what she did. Like for the group, I think it was about who she was. For Di- for Darlene, it was definitely about. Well, I remember that part, but I forgot about the uh, personal effect it had on her. I knew it had an effect on her, but not to that level. I thought it's just because she worked for E-Corp. So, I had forgot about the... The the first time I saw you, what did she say? Yeah, you laughed at the fact. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a, a sad story. And... Watching it now, I don't believe her 
her thing about the not seeing the emails and I think oh, she definitely no. did yeah. that on purpose. I don't think she necessarily meant to kill her, but she definitely wanted her to something to happen to her. So, um, but yeah, that that's later in the episode. So for me, I think the most, not the most, one of the most interesting things about this episode is it doesn't have a lot to do with Elliot at all. I mean, he's not even in it really. Is he? Yeah, I mean, you, I think you see him at the... No, you don't see him at the beginning, because the beginning is the flashback to how uh, Mobley and Trenton first met. Yeah, and they were waiting on Elliot. Yeah. Um, well, crap, I didn't even think about it. Is he in this episode at all? No, I don't think he is. Huh. That's... uh. That's funny. So yeah, it opens with uh, Trenton and Mobley meeting for the first time. Uh, Trenton using Mobley's like kind of hubris and somewhat flirtiness against him, you know. And uh, Darlene, I love that she she calls like she calls it. She's like, "What are you doing?" You know. Um, well, it, I mean, it, that's a good foreshadowing for what happens later with Mobley, because that's exactly what brings them to Mobley, is yeah. the fact that he put DJ Mobley on the flyer of that, that stinking party. So, I, I tweeted this, I think the investigative work uh, in this in this show period, but definitely in this season proves that like you can do it. You can make it look realistic. You do not have to handhold people, you know, like, cause if you're, if you're watching and paying attention, that's the problem is most people don't pay attention. That's why SVU has to like, you know, cakewalk everybody through, you know, the whole process. But so that's also part of the, fun part I should say about watching those shows. I can do other stuff and watch them yeah. at the same time. <laughs> um, but if you're paying attention so the way it goes is Darlene hooks up with that, that dirt bag in the suit steals his gun uses the somebody, well we know Elliot does. Elliot uses the gun they find the bullet they trace the bullet back to that dude. Like, and it's just. I meant to look up who that guy was because he looked really familiar. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, he might be on the IMDb page, but you can't really always trust that. So. Yeah, I, I don't. Um. Let's see. They might be having a revolution next door. I don't know. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, if you hear a whole bunch of noise, it's because uh, 
the people uh, that live across the street from Ryan or behind him or whatever behind me. are having uh, some kind of party. Is it? Is it Nick Mills? He plays. Uh, is the dude's name Xander? I don't remember. I think that's him. Uh, he was on Law and Order. That's why you know him. That's <laughs> probably you've why seen I know him. every episode yeah. thirty-seven times. Uh, because uh, he, he hasn't that done much. Must be nine o'clock. <laughs> that means it's time to turn the music off. <laughs> You're an old man. <laughs> I mean, I just a reminder just went off to tell me to take a pill. I'm definitely an old man. Yeah. I mean, you didn't tell me nothing. I, dude, I complain about so much stuff all the time. I'm just like, I'm, I'm horrible. You know. I go places, and if there's like a bunch of children, I went to see Captain Marvel. Not, Ca- damn it, I keep doing that. I went to see Shazam tonight for an early screening, and it's good. Everybody should go watch it. Um, and uh, this this dude, his wife, and their daughter, like it was packed, but it was a small theater, sat down next to me. And, like, she started talking, the kid. And immediately I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this kid's just going to talk through the whole movie. And, like, she didn't. I'm just horrible. And (laughs) you're just a terrible person. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty bad. Uh, Yeah, Rami Malek is not in this episode. It says credit only. On the IMDb page. So, yeah, I didn't think I saw it. Christian Slater's not in the episode either, obviously. So, you know. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. And, I mean, that episode really, really works, too. It's well, one I of mean, the... that's... It's why I love the title, Successor. I mean, it's... it's God, it's so... What it's like the best titled episode of the season. Yeah, it's pretty good, and I'm just all around such a good episode. I know I say that all the time, but opening with them meeting at the at a Ron's Coffee, specifically referencing the other Ron's Coffee that yeah, has he's probably at at that point in time he's probably over there like hacking them. Yeah, and that's we why get, he couldn't meet with them. We get Darlene busting out that. She's like, Elliot's not coming, but he wanted me to read this to you. And she reads the opening mantra of the whole show, you know. And we get, uh, I mentioned uh, Operation Berenstain. Berenstain, however you want to say it. Um, Also, I, I tweeted about this too. Product placement is such a like blah thing. But this show has hands down the best product placement. <laughs> um, but yeah, then Susan and Jacob show them back up and they've got to do the like impromptu kidnap thing. I mean, it, it 
gives us so much insight to all the other characters. We get so much more of Darlene than we ever have before. We get a kind of deeper look at what Angela might be going through and how like all like her dad's friend, dude. Like Oh, that was so great. But the best part about the Angela stuff to me was um when the guy she stage. was there with Oh yeah. No, actually, yeah, her song was the best part. But when he's talking to Dom and he's like, I just think she really likes old dudes. <laughs> um, yeah, she's like, this is the the we've already seen the like the roots of her like cracking. But this is where she you can really see her starting to to go over the edge, you know. Like, she's kind of losing herself in all of this. Um, and Portia Doubleday is just so freaking good. Uh, when she gets up there and sings that song, though, I was like, yeah, this might be my favorite version of this song. That's I why like I looked song. up. Yeah, I, that's why I looked up other versions of it. And uh, when I come across the Weezer version, I was like, no way. But yeah, earlier this year, January, they released the album with. A bunch of Everybody covers. Was, was it was all it, covers? I don't know. I they I know they recently did a cover of Africa too. So I didn't look. I didn't look up the rest of the songs on the album. I just hit play I'm on that one. To it. Yeah. Um. So I I have a theory that maybe Darlene killed Romero. Um, that's a that's a good ch- good chance that happened, um, or at least knows like or led them to Romero. Um, the way Dark Darlene just took over immediately, and she's playing this like, oh, I didn't mean to, kind of crap. Just makes me think that. She's had some kind of, you know, ulterior motives. Well, it makes you question. Like, we talked about all that stuff, like her being a trigger for Elliot, because Angela even said that. And, like, I kind of said something to the effect of, I don't think she's doing it on purpose, but she definitely is. And you disagreed with me. Now I'm starting to think that you're right. That she's manipulative the way I think probably their mother was as well. well. She just manipulated all of those people. Yeah. And I I mean, it's not me coming down on her. I, I don't, you know. Well, that I'm, led me to thinking about what if at the end result of all of this thing, we kind of get like. Maybe you shouldn't try to ever change the world. You should just let it be how it is. <laughs> well, it, I mean, and Mobley starts calling it out. Like, I I think he's the first one outside of Elliot we see talking about, like, this was a mistake. Like, we made a mistake. Well, it rolls into, you know, you've had the Hitler conversation before. Like, basically, instead of stopping something from happening 
you just increase the necessity for something else. And it's way worse than what you tried to stop from happening. Because yeah. basically all they did was send... You wiped out all kinds of stuff, but now nobody has anything at all. <laughs> right, and has to rely on what will soon be this one-world currency through e-coin. You know, she... The whole, the F Society kick-started the wrong kind of revolution. And it's such a perfect allegory for so many other revolutions that we've seen. You know, like uh, Castro and his people, you know, wanting to overthrow the government and not necessarily being wrong, but then stepping in and probably ultimately being worse. Well, um, it, it kind of makes me, and I, I hate to, actually I don't, I love to diss on Star Wars just to make people mad, but can you imagine if the prequels had been written, how Sam Esmail has written these first two seasons of Mr. Robot with the politicalness of it? It would have been so much better because there's so much more depth where it's not all right there on the surface for you to see. Yeah, but I mean, those movies really are kids movies. Yeah, but there's lots of movies that can enjoy being a kids movie. And then when we got older, we watched them again and we were like, oh, wow, we totally didn't get that the first time we saw it. I mean, yeah, but, uh, something this in depth and, uh, well, I mean, I would argue that Rogue One is the one Star Wars movie we've gotten that is, like, for adults. Or at least for yeah. kids over the age of 15. Like, every other one works on multiple levels, but that movie, like, I mean, we took kids to go see it, but in hindsight, that's a rough movie to show an eight-year-old. You know, like, here you go, honey. Everybody dies at the end. The world sucks. Yeah, can you imagine taking a seven, eight-year-old kid to the Titanic? Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would still love to see Sam Esmail tackle some Star Wars, uh, which was the rumor for a while. Speaking of, did you, you saw the trailer for... Um, uh, what's his name's movie, right? Noah Hawley, the guy that the showrunner for Legion. I want to say I saw it. So I think Spencer texted it to us the other day. I know he's he uh, made a statement that said he wanted to do an Aliens TV show at one point in time. Yeah. Um, that that oh, trailer that was amazing. Oh God. That that dude's a genius, and I really, really need to watch Fargo. Um, <laughs> yeah, the TV show. I've only seen about five episodes, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, and I've never seen the movie. <laughs> the movie's good. So, um, anyway, the back to Mister Robot. So yeah, I mean, the, Darlene is, I mean, far more sinister. 
I don't want to say evil, than we ever even thought she could be. And rewatching this now, I don't know how I didn't pick up on that sooner. Maybe that's my own bias of like, oh, well, you know, she's just she's as Elliot's little sis. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but she plays these long cons that are just incredible, you know, and she has so many different things going on that nobody knows about. Oh, oh here uh, comes the music again. <laughs> um, they just had to take a break. <laughs> uh, we're going on seven hours strong now. <laughs> Call the cops, man. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'd feel like Anthony Anderson in that episode of. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah, I went through on Hulu the other day and cleared out all the crap that people, because I share my Hulu account. And so people add stuff and, you know, I I can't clear out like the stuff they're watching because I don't want them to lose their place on the, in the shows they're watching. But there there was so much crap added to my, my stuff or whatever (laughs) it's called. I was, I don't want to call it crap, but like, I love Lucy was on there. I, I, I will never watch that show. Like I've seen enough of it to never want to watch it. If people think it's funny, that's fantastic. I'm happy for them. I've never seen an episode that truly made me laugh. So, and I, I know I've seen uh, at least two dozen episodes in my life. I was like, I why is this I've seen at least 50 or 60 episodes. Yeah. And uh, Reba was on there. I was like, no. I've seen Reba's three or four of those. Good. I no, I, I'm never gonna watch it. No, Ruth is like, one of those shows you can just kind of throw on too, though. Like, but mm-hmm. which a lot of sitcoms are. Yeah, it's not hard to keep up. <laughs> no, I would imagine not. So, um, back to the show, I guess though. Uh, I, I, I hate to keep harping on Dom as the the Kojak thing, but she's definitely doing Kojak. I mean, there's just no way. Well, you should we, go watch about that. Kelly Savalas is Kojak. <laughs> yeah, when we talked about that, and then I watched this episode, you know, I watched it and wondered... Is that her doing Kojak, or is that the character doing Kojak? Yeah, because see, what that, we that know of know. Dom, we saw her depressed in her room talking to. Uh, I'm not going to say her name because she'll turn on talking to that machine about when the end of the world is going to be. Yeah, and uh, now she's this funky lollipop sucking wisecracking like you know i'll set a trap and you know i'll get them to incriminate you know just that doesn't seem like the same person we were introduced to 
Oh, it's definitely not. Like, she has her personas. But, like, I'm honestly shocked we haven't heard her say, Who loves you, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just so, so much Kojak. Um, um, But, I mean, it's, it's perfect, man. I hope that somewhere down the line, USA is just like, well, if they don't kill her, or even they do a prequel series just about Dom, you know, she's just she's perfect, man. Uh, she's definitely the best uh, FBI agent that's out to get the hackers role ever that's ever been created. Like, oh god, yeah, because when you watch it in movies, they're they're always a bunch of morons. And even if they're smart, they're just smart morons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love sneakers as much as anybody, but like at the same time, well, sneakers was a while ago too. You know, technology is leaps and bounds ahead of where that was. Yeah. I'm not even going to bring up hackers because that's just a big fast uh, joke. They're they're terrible. Like I, I understand the nostalgic love of the movie, even though I give you a hard time about it. But there's nothing remotely uh, accurate about anything in that movie, except maybe the the like the stupid names that they come up with for themselves because, and I'm not, I'm criticizing, but also like if I was a hacker, my name would probably be Deadpool with no a just D E D because that's the handle I've used since that's how you get busted Mobley. (laughs) Yeah. Since my AOL days. So, um, which shame on him, man. Like, and she calls, she lays it all out for him, too. Like, she, she, she gives him his origin story. And he never confirms anything, but. Yeah, it's amazing that he kept us cool just sitting there. But, I, I mean, I fully believe everything she said. Like, I think that that's exactly right. She was like, sounds like the the beginnings of a or the origins of a perfectly ordinary hacker name or whatever she says I'm like yep that's probably exactly what it is so and not to go back to them at the beginning of the episode but knowing how Mobley and Triton end up like seeing them together at the coffee shop meeting for the first time like it's like it's kind of sweet but also like a reminder of how just depressing it's gonna be when their story is over well Mobley did tell her one thing when when he was trying to convince her to get away was uh you should have never done any of this if you weren't willing to lose all of that you know, she's got a good point that she did it for her family, 
But if she wasn't willing to sacrifice either them or herself and them, she should have never done it. Yeah. uh, I'm with you there. So. So, yes, I feel for her and Mobley. But Mobley kind (coughs) of, even though he was whining and crying about everything, he still had that understanding of, like, the only thing we can do now is run. Yeah. Because he knows he's a dead man. (laughs) And, I mean, and still, it doesn't, doesn't help him, you know? No, I mean, yeah, it's, but, but he knows, he's like, yeah, we're all dead. (laughs) Going back to Dom, though, I, I think at this point, she is the only character I'm not going to be okay with if they die. If Elliot dies at the end of this, it's not going to shock me. I, I hope it's fitting and emotional and what it needs to be and whatever. But it's not going to shock me. Given everything Darlene's done, if she gets killed, not going to surprise me. Um, there's not a ton of the original first season cast left. Um, Angela, I hope she doesn't die, but she's gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, so it wouldn't shock me if she did something that, you know, got her... uh, It wouldn't shock me if she somehow erased herself from existence at this point. Um, Or Elia did. Yeah. And in the process stops his sister from becoming even crazier and somehow winds up getting himself killed along the way. But I don't want Dom to die. I I just don't. I think that she's... Well, I don't think she's uh, this, like, pure, noble, whatever character. She's the only character we've seen on the show that doesn't have some kind of... Um, character ulter- flaw <laughs> well no she has character flaws but this ulterior selfish motive for trying to tear everything down or like for her it seems to just be about solving the puzzle you know and she's so freaking good at it um um but yeah, just it's such a good episode that until you said Elliot's not even in it, is he? Like, I didn't. I never even occurred to me. Never occurred to me. Um, yeah, there's some great writing this season, which you know, given the circumstances, he had a long time to put together season one. Not so long to put together season two. Well, season two did get delayed because he wanted to, or no, was it season three got delayed because he wanted to write every episode. Yeah, but that's that's still a little different than having your main story and going, okay, well, let's turn it into a TV show and just writing out, you know, 12 or 13 yeah. episodes out of that. And then 
oh my god, it's a huge hit. How quick can we get season two on the air? <laughs> so what the hell do you think Martin Moses is doing in this episode? He's the old dude that she picks up at the bar. So he's been in a ton. I was wondering of if he pops back up, but I couldn't remember. This is the only episode he's credited with. But I mean, he's been in every freaking television show ever on television. Um, and I mean, he his career goes back way, way back into the like eighties. Like, is is he was in like? I mean, if you're as old as us, that doesn't sound like oh, way, way back. But you're talking about almost a thirty-five year career. Um, like he started on uh, uh, like soap operas and stuff. He was in Platoon, you know, like so eighty-six, you know. And then he's a character actor, but he's literally been in so much stuff. So, like, when he showed up, I was like, I forgot this dude was even in this. Why is he in this? Might be one of those, hey, I was shooting over here, and they asked me that I want to. I'm trying to think. There had to be something where he was, like, a consistent character at some point. I just I've seen him in so much crap. I'm looking at his IMDb page. Yeah. No, I guess not. He's just one of those guys that showed up in so many freaking TV shows and always has bit parts in movies. Yeah. Oh well. He's good. He's great, but it was just bizarre. Oh, there was Desperate Housewives. He was one of the husbands. Mm. Uh, if you didn't watch Desperate Housewives, you wouldn't know. I, I forgot. No, I have a funny story about Desperate Housewives, though. What? Casey said, hey, do you want to watch American Housewife? I said, why are you watching American Housewife? It's funny. It's, like, it's not funny. She was like, Daddy, do you know what I'm talking about? I was like, yeah. And I go and look, and I was like, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... I thought she meant Desperate Housewives. Diedrich Bader, right? Uh, yeah, I tried to watch it. Oh, I didn't like he was that. also in Mad Men, but I didn't watch Mad Men, so I apologize. So, I would, I would bet you money Sam Esmail is a huge Mad Men fan. <laughs> and he's like, let's get him for our show. Um, That's probably oh, the definite. last ship. I, d- I didn't watch the last ship either. So well, that only lasted like what two or two seasons? Oh, four years. It lasted that three long? years. Three years. No, I guess two seasons. It's seventeen episodes, but three years. So yeah, probably. No, it's fifty-six episodes. He was only in seventeen episodes. I was about to say, dude, if they only aired seventeen episodes in three years. They got like Disney itis or something. There's a lot of people in this show. Eric Dane, Adam Baldwin. I knew Adam Baldwin was in it. I didn't know that. 
Huh. Rona Mitra? I like her. I need to go back and watch that Adam Baldwin show he did after Firefly that everybody loved. About the kid that Chuck? worked in Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the kid, the guy that's in Shazam in it. Yeah. I didn't know Rona Mitra was in this. I really like her. Yeah, I'm not going to watch this show, though. God, what was that movie shoot? What was it? Was her, I think. She was in Doomsday. I, li- I don't like that movie, but I like her in that movie. Which, what's Doomsday? Um, it's futuristic, like, action movie. They're trying to prevent this disaster that's going to threaten the human race. Rona Mitra is in it. Bob Hoskins is in it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Uh, it was uh, Neil, Neil Marshall, the guy that uh, directed um, uh, uh, what's the the Descent? Yeah, I never saw that either. Oh, you got to see the Descent, man! It's good. It's really good. Like, better than you would think that kind of movie would be. So, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's getting off subject as we always do. Um, she was in Boston Legal, too. So, that that's, I think that's where I first noticed her. I need to rewatch Boston Legal. That's such a good show. Um. Anyway, solid episode that doesn't feature the. You think this is the episode? Because everybody is usually when they're they're like, yeah, I quit watching halfway through season two. Is this the episode where they're like, nope, if he's not even in it, I'm not watching it. Uh, maybe. Um. It's I definitely one. It. If they weren't paying attention to begin with, they were definitely done with it here. Uh. I don't get it. I don't get that line of thinking. Of course, I'm also the guy who's still watching Gotham and have been hating it since, I don't know, five episodes into its five-year run. I'm like, why am I still watching this show? It's so terrible. Um, although I do like Bane this season. He, I mean, he just showed up, but it's pretty cool. Better than... Well, not a better actor, but it's a better version of Bane than the movie Bane. So. Anyway. Oh God, this music is driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan can't even talk about anything. He's so upset about the music. You have any like noise canceling headphones? You can like put on and watch something? Yeah, they're put up there. Oh. That sucks. Oh, well, 10 o'clock is 30 minutes away, and I know there's a 10 o'clock noise ordinance. So, mm-hmm. Well, hopefully there'll be... I can't hear it anymore, so... It must not be bass-heavy, whatever they're doing. Usually, when it's far away, the mic only picks up uh, the bass noise. 
So. I can't believe you can't hear that. Anyways. Well, now yeah, I can hear a me. little bit of it. So, Yeah, it's got me on edge. It's funny because I was so pissy when we recorded our last episode. That I was like, yeah. I kind of got over it, though. Still a little ticked. Did I tell you I found out why they didn't just leave the package at the door? I ordered no. a band. I ordered a new watch band for my, my Fitbit. <laughs> and you have to sign for them. It's a watch band. That's I forgot I even ordered it. I was looking at my order because I'd ordered a, a charging cable, uh, a multi-charger cable, which I don't know why I keep getting them because everyone I get only works for about three months and then stops working. But uh, this one had uh, one for the classic iPod, which I still have one. Uh, and I never use it because I only have one charging cable and I always forget to charge it. And then uh, I don't have a plug right. for my radio. So um, it has a classic iPod charger, a, uh, what do they call the new ones? Whatever those lightning. are. Yeah, lightning charger, a um, micro USB or whatever it's called. The little Yeah, it's, it's micro USB. Yeah, um, one of those, and then one of the other kind, mini, maybe. Yeah, not know. not stuff take not much stuff takes that mini USB charger anymore. But I have a few things that do. So, I think I have a couple of like switches that do that are like USB switches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I ordered one of those. I ordered that mini cable for my drum set and then i forgot about the the watch band which is what i have to sign for but i went online and left instructions and checked the like will not hold you accountable that way when they deliver it monday morning and i'm not here because i'm at work or at we're actually going to trivia monday night or at trivia when I come home, it'll hopefully be on my front doorstep if somebody didn't steal it. So, I hope the office is open. I'll leave it there. Well, then I can't get it until Tuesday. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> will make it even worse. So, but whatever. I went, when I went to see Shazam, there was a guitar center there. And I was like, I'm going to walk over here and walk to the cables. And it was like, you know, MIDI cable for six or seven bucks or whatever. I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy one. I'll have two of them. So, so I can play my drums at least. Um, that drum set's freaking awesome, man. And instead of rubber pads, it's mesh pads. And there's like so much more bounce to them. Um, and they're not going to like tear up as easy. Um, anyway, we're completely off topic, and Ryan can't concentrate. So, no, I uh, really can't. <laughs> you can tweet us at Mr. Robot Podcast, email us Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com. Go check out 
all the other podcasts we do at X-Wing Files. You can support this podcast uh, by going to Patreon. I said X-Wing Files. X-WingFiles.com. You can support this podcast uh, by going to Patreon.com slash Automatic for the People. Uh, we have our old episodes. I thought it was going to become our archive because did I tell you about iTunes uh, doing that thing where they were yeah, pulling like, people's podcast down yeah. for having a episode number in there? Um, but they've uh, kind of gone back on that. It got so bad that they sent out emails to anybody with a registered podcast through iTunes saying, we are not going to remove your episode if it has an episode number in the title. But you might want to consider going out about it this way. So, um, I just like seeing that episode number up there. Maybe it's me. Like, I, I maybe, maybe it comes from comic book stuff. Like, it pisses me off that I, I can't go pick up an issue of Avengers or Uncanny X-Men. And it's Uncanny X-Men issue 625 or whatever. Like, it just makes me mad. Um, yeah, it's probably your comic book nerd th stuff coming out. I, yeah, and I guess it's intimidating for some people. But I don't know. I just don't understand that. You know? It's... it's I don't know, find a place to jump in and jump in. I discovered Preacher literally by starting in the middle of the story. You know? I, I, well, I guess the one thing I can't really say that about is TV shows. Very few TV shows that I discover by starting an episode and being like, oh, I gotta watch all of this. Usually I start from the beginning. So... Um, anyway, go do all that stuff. We'll be back <laughs> with a much better episode <laughs> in a yeah, few Yeah, without the party in the background. Uh, um, yeah, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, is wow. it the, like, so even if you watch something and turn it up really loud, it still doesn't like, is it, it just irks me. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, yeah. If it's not bass heavy, it never really bothered me. Cause, it, like, it's, unless I'm trying to sleep. Cause, like, as long as it's not bass heavy, I can turn up my. But volume. it literally sounds like I'm on the lawn at a concert. Yeah. I mean, their backyard faces my backyard, and in between both backyards is a creek. So, all this sound they're pumping out is hitting all this. Dead just space. in the right places. Yeah, yeah, that it's and then it's hitting the back of mine and my neighbor's house, which is brick, which is amplifying that. It's like being in the bathroom. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll stop in the next thirty minutes. Tell you if they don't, man, call the cops. Like there's no that, reason. It's just that it, I mean, going on Eight hours now. That's ridiculous, man. Like Jesus, I don't think we would have ever be been like heck that. Of a party. I don't think we would have ever been like that. 
What is March 23rd? I mean, like, and it's a kid's party. There's a bouncy house. Or is this like, hey, let's rent a bouncy house so that all the kids will leave us alone? <laughs> Maybe. Kids, we're zipping you up in the bouncy house. <laughs> Don't tumble it towards the creek. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Kids found floating down Chattahoochee in bouncy house. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, we'll be back in a few days. Oh, crap. That was all recorded? Yeah. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> you didn't say anything bad. I am not a crook. I know. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I sounded like the grump, grumpy old guy, but eight hours is too long for loud music. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even go to a concert for eight hours. Give me some good drugs to take me to a longer than three hour concert. Especially if it lasts eight to eight hours to three days. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> Here's a little ghost for the offering Yeah, 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 yeah Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling Yeah, 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 yeah Andy, did you hear about this one? 